Welcome to Fashion Forum, a podcast brought to you by the British Fashion Council. I'm Caroline Rush, Chief Executive. Today we bring you a series of conversations highlighting the relationship between the creative industries, celebrating not only fashion designers, but also the broader creative community, all of whom play a vital role in our industry's culture and reputation, promoting British creativity on a global scale. Hello, I'm Tiffany Calver, DJ and radio host of The Rap Show on BBC Radio 1 and 1 Extra. Joining me on the podcast today are two incredible young stars in their own rights. Leah Abbott, hailing from Bristol. She moved to London at 18 years old to pursue a career in styling and by the looks of things has not looked back since. Leah, most well known for her work with singer Georgia Smith, recently joined infamous management group The Wall Group who are now representing her and her incredible eye for fashion styling and image curation. It's safe to say Leah has earned herself a seat at the table and is one of the most sought after and highly respected stylists in the game right now. Also on the podcast today with me is none other than the elusive Jimothy Lacoste with performing at Glastonbury, a sold out show at Camden's venue Coco, which is huge by the way, and touring with Reggie Snow under his belt, Jimothy caught everyone's attention with his viral DIY music videos. He was also crowned as one of 2018's Dazed 100 stars, who called him one of the most distinctive new voices in UK music with the sound, the style, and the look to be a DIY star. On this episode of Fashion Forum with the British Fashion Council, we will be talking about how 2020 has changed the relationship between music and style and what's next. Whew, what an intro, I know. I'm out of breath from that. So guys, 2020, what a year. Jimothy, what's been keeping you going during 2020, seeing as you, you say you like it? Well, the fact that like, it's made everyone like rejoin, like for example, everyone that I used to chill with back in 2016, I've now seen again. And it's like made everyone that I used to know kind of be like, let's all go out again. And like, oh, hey, how are you going parks again? Cause I've never been a pub guy. And I've always liked going mm-hmm. pubs. I mean, parks. So then I'm at park and then everyone's at the park now. And then not as much now, but before, and yeah, it's just been really positive for me to personally. Personally, it was 2019 most challenging year for me. This mm. year has been more positive, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I've spent quality time with people. I didn't do a Zoom. This is my first Zoom call. I'm not going to lie. Oh, you're yeah. living. You are living wow. life. Yeah, that it's my first one. I shot a video yeah. on Zoom. <laughs> oh, no way. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. sick. That's sick. I'll write that. Leah, fun. I only just realised you can touch up your appearance on Zoom. No one told really? me that. You can, there's a button where you can touch up your appearance and it's like an Instagram filter. Like it just uh, everything out. I was like, filters wow. Filters are people, though. Technology is mad. We're <laughs> <laughs> trying not to be addicted to those filters. Do you know what I mean? It's hard, though. Mm. Uh, Jimothy, is it hard mm to make music or to to be in music during a pandemic i mean surely you know what for me it wasn't just because for example with recording i've always recorded at friends houses or my house which that was obviously still about during corona and then in terms of music videos it's always been the same thing like just me and my guy it's never i've never needed like big teams and like a, a massive crew maybe like recently 
I need I needed a green screen, but um, that was when it was kind of dying down. I think so. Maybe if I needed that green screen more during the uh, epidemic, it wouldn't have worked. But you know what? It's actually not been it's not been that difficult for me. I must say. That's sick. Yeah. I guess when when you kind of do everything yourself as you're pretty much known for it can't it doesn't really affect what you're doing. Leah, what have you been up to? I know I know that obviously we were both so sad the other day about carnival. Don't Ugh. even get me started on uh, on that. I know you feel my pain. So sad. <laughs> um has a global pandemic had an effect on your work? For sure. My my whole summer was cancelled. I had maybe about 15 festivals to attend. Like the calendar was completely oh, packed, um, was getting ready to start all of that. And then one by one, each festival got cancelled until the next one now is June 2021. That's in the calendar. So <laughs> it has definitely affected it. But these past few weeks, like when everything's starting to open up again, I'm busier than I've ever been. Yeah. So I feel like people are now trying to cram in everything they missed. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I already know, I already know with you, you've probably got some mad top secret projects up your sleeve that you're already I'm working on. Sitting on, on a lot. I can't lie. <laughs> sitting on um, a lot. <laughs> what, what, what can you tell me that you've been up to over the summer? Oh, what can I tell you? Um, well, obviously, you said in the beginning that I work very closely with Georgia Smith, but also um, like working with other artists and male mm-hmm. artists. Mm-hmm. UK male artists, um, a, um, just doing kind of more editorial work, more campaigns, um, just kind of bordering my horizon, really. Jimothy, is the fact that on any festivals this year been weird? Um, and what have you been doing with all of the extra free time? Personally, like I've kind of liked it just because every time I was doing festivals last summer, and the others and the summer before, because I've only done like uh, festivals two summers, mm. and it was and it's fun. To be fair, that's what really keeps me alive, and I would do it for free for the rest of my life if I had to. But at the same time, I really liked being like finally in London to actually yeah enjoy summer with friends. So I don't know, like it's been yeah it's been annoying that I've not been able to perform. That's definitely definitely like messed me up a bit. But I also see the positive, which is I was able to enjoy some of my friends in London. Yeah. I feel like you're such a positive guy. Whenever whenever I'm talking, me, I'm just here moaning like, oh, Corona 2020. Mm-hmm. And Jimothy's like, mm-hmm. actually, I kind of liked it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love it. Okay, let's step away from 2020, the dream, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I want to go back in time. Uh, now I feel like most of my style icons growing up have always kind of sat in the music space too um, and the new the two worlds have always been so closely intertwined to me. Leah I know you and when it comes to your style I feel like the 90s and the 2000s era is so strongly a part of your aesthetic. It's me all uh, over. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are some of your earliest memories that kind of link the two worlds of music and fashion together? Um, my earliest memories, definitely watching music videos. So like on the box or kiss, <laughs> yeah. always wanted MTV bass, never had it, but oh man, MTV <laughs> um, yeah, I know it was a thing. Um, definitely like 
like a Beyonce crazy in love, that like pink and orange dress that she wears. Like I really vividly remember like catching my eye on this TV. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, I guess when I get older, like started to go out and started to dress myself how I wanted. What's one of your earliest memories of like going out when you were younger and do you, like what was the outfit you were wearing? What, serving a look? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, when I was younger, I'm not sure. Um, but definitely like as a teenager, when I moved to London, um, like just going out with my housemate, wearing like big like feather shawls, like floor length <laughs> coats, like we were very loud. Yeah. Um, but like we like to make a statement. So yeah, and you'd be in the club and you'd you keep your jacket on all night and your feather <laughs> to like, flex. That's, that's the look, yeah. So. Yeah, when I'm at clubs or parties, I've never like taking my jacket off. Like yeah, the jacket's part of the outfit. Same. Yeah. Apart from no, one I mean, time I wore um I wore like a clear do you remember when like the clear raincoat jackets mm. were in? So I was wearing one of those at a house party and I did not want to take it off. <laughs> hot in there and so I think it kind of condensated a bit it was not yeah steamed up (laughs) (laughs) um Jimothy what about you what are some of your earliest memories that link music and fashion together literally yeah when like when I was first getting into music and it was probably young lead like I think I was like 15 and then like there was no one else really because everyone else that was doing music my age in London, it wasn't really my scene. Mm. But then, like, what young when I see Young Lean, I wouldn't say everything... I wouldn't say his style was particularly my style, but uh, some bits were. And it was mainly the fact that he was just dressing different and, mm. and like, him being him and not really following a crowd. Um, and then that was very, like, wow, this is really... Like, this is really, really sick. Like, this is that really inspired me, you know, to, to basically, if you're a musician and you also have a strong style, that's very, very strong. Yeah. Um, so I'm quite big on that. Yeah. I mean, that was, that's my earliest memory. I think, um, yeah, like seeing Young Lean and then, oh yeah. And then like when I was, and then like Reggie Snow, his song Black Pancakes, I discovered that when I was in class and then he was wearing, I think it was like a North Face jacket. And I think that's mm-hmm. when I was getting into North Face jackets. It was either a North Face jacket, one of those like um, outdoor jackets. And that was like mm-hmm. really sick because it was like, okay, cool. Like, I know a few men wearing these jackets and now he's wearing that jacket. <laughs> so that was hard, yeah. As you're speaking, I'm literally remembering like this whole era of like when North <laughs> Face like really came into the scene and like everyone was rocking north face jackets and reggie reggie was i would say he's definitely someone especially knowing him that has just always been so himself when it comes to how he dresses yeah i I feel like that's what's nice very early on as well yeah yeah Yeah, definitely and i feel like that's something that comes across for both of you two as well like you're very like you can point you can point you guys out do you know what I mean you, you stand out in a good way <laughs> yeah yeah I feel like when I was a kid my my first my earliest memory when it comes to music and fashion was I was obsessed with Missy Elliott mm. like I just I used to love it was probably because like she always had that 
that girl like break dancing in the music videos and because I was a kid I always wanted to be the girl that was break dancing mm. as well and I remember at school um in PE I, I used to wear these multicolored Stan Smiths that like velcroed at the front <laughs> And I just thought I was so cool. And uh, my mum was like, you're not wearing those to pee. Do you know how expensive they were? And I was like, nah, I'm flexing. That that was probably my first, my first real attempt, I guess, of getting into fashion in a way. Like she Mm. was definitely up there as someone that was iconic to me. And then you'll probably, I don't know if you'll relate to this, Leah, but I didn't grow up in London. So uh, when I moved over here, I feel like, even when I used to visit, so I used to come for carnival, I used to come mm, and same. You know, just stay with family and stuff. And whenever I was here, I'd feel like I could proper go for it or like experiment with what I was wearing um, as opposed to like when I was back home. Yeah, when I go like, home now, yeah. I'm still trying to tone it down a little bit. <laughs> actually, you've just reminded me now, actually, in terms of the very, very first, first, first music fashion, actually it was Dizzy Rascal now, I think it was... I was in primary and then he got me onto Air Force Ones. Yeah. And then like, I got my sister to buy me some. I think that was actually the very, very early one. Now that you Because when you said Missy Elliott, I was like, oh, like, this is when I was too young. I didn't really know about these people, <laughs> yeah. but this is when my sister was really into music. Mm. And then she introduced, she was like, oh, check this guy out. Did you ask school? And then like, I think in one song he says like something about Air Force Ones. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then everyone in primary like started getting them. Yeah, that was my earliest, earliest, actually. Yeah. That I can think of, yeah. Dizzy's definitely uh, the face, I guess, of sneaker culture for me when it comes to the UK, especially, is one of the, like, first people to really be out here for his shoe game. Yeah, for sure. He's killing it. And the like London the scene's always been interesting like that. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, London's always been so interesting to me when it came to to fashion like the evolution of fashion especially within the the grime scene and that era and even now well now it's interesting I feel like if a rapper is wearing Amiri jeans it's like weird (laughs) (laughs) they're always I I haven't really cottoned on to that one yet but um, have you seen that page what rappers wore yeah I've been tagged I've been tagged in there a few times obviously not for me but I stood next to them in like some I need to see that. I need to see that. <laughs> for so like what dark. rappers wore back in the day, or like what they no, carried now. Oh yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, what, they put like, like the outfits next to it, and then like and like the numbers, how much it is mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that stuff's funny. Yeah, yeah that stuff's <laughs> funny. It's so jokes, but sometimes like even going on pages like that, I feel like the the style and like how artists would dress back in the day is probably like. I'm probably more drawn to that than the pages now. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or like who some of my style icons were, especially in rap. Like I used to religiously like ask for Sean John or like even Baby Fat. Yeah. Or- well, artists used to push brands. Like they would yeah. align with the brand and really, really push it and only wear that. Yeah. Where we don't see that so much now. Do you think that you always wanted to be a stylist when you were growing up? I think I always definitely had an interest. Like my birthday present was always, I just want to go shopping. (laughs) (laughs) That was my present. (laughs) I was like, I don't really know what I want, but I just want to go to the shops. I remember (laughs) like dragging my mum around Oxford Street when I was younger. Um, 
so I definitely always like had a huge interest in it and like would dress my dolls and stuff like that but where I'm from in Bristol like there's not really such thing as a stylist like I didn't really know what one was so in my mm. head I didn't have any talent like I, I was just it's just what I enjoyed it wasn't a talent yeah. and it wasn't until I moved over here and I discovered like you know you can kind of do a DIY job like you can make a job out of anything that actually what I enjoyed could be my career. Jimothy how did you how did you get into music? Well basically I've always liked music without realizing it and slowly eventually I just basically the passion found me I didn't find it and I basically just started like I just had a program I was like yeah I might well, let me just make a quick beat and then I made it and then like I realized this is actually quite fun mm. and I did more and I thought hang on like let me just put some lyrics over it because I quite like the sound of my own voice singing because like for example I was listening to a few artists and I thought oh if they can do it I can do it and then I did it and I put it out and then like at first I was like oh, this is like that's the like, even when I put in mad work to like do the first song first video I was still kind of like I don't think I want to do this but then eventually like my sister was like what are you doing like you got a passion for it you need to just go for it and do it and then that's when I properly like took it seriously yeah Yeah. what did you make what did what did you used to make beats on that's a secret (laughs) (laughs) Leah talk to us a bit about your journey and how you got to where you are today oh um Well, I guess, as I said, like growing up, obviously being just obsessed with putting looks together and enjoying fashion and just having fun with it. Um, Moved over to London when I was 18, Um, much like everyone else was in university, absolutely hating it, (laughs) doing something that I probably wasn't very sure about. Um, But I would go out all the time in just looks like just what I wanted to wear. And, And one day a girl came over to me and was like, I'm doing a shoot, can I borrow your jacket? The one that I had on. <laughs> <laughs> and I was a bit taken back, like, uh, I said no, basically. <laughs> um, but that kind of made me think, like, if you want to use my stuff, I can do what you're doing, because I have the stuff already. Mm-hmm. So I became someone's assistant and assisted her for about two years. Um, and whilst I was doing that, I was working a part-time job. I also became friends with Georgia. Um, this was kind of before everything like went crazy for her. And she knew that I was assisting as a stylist. So we were just having dinner one night and she was like, oh, I'm going on my first tour. Do you want to style it? And <laughs> it was like obviously bigger than anything I'd ever done before. I hadn't even really done my own jobs. I'd only been an assistant. Mm. Um, but, you know, luckily, like she took a leap of faith in me. Um, we did the tour and yeah, it just kind of blew up from there. So that was probably about three years ago now, our first tour. I feel like that's so, that's such a nice story because I feel like you've both kind of been on this at the start of your careers. Definitely. And I'm very grateful that she like, because when I think back to when I first did it, like I was a mess, like (laughs) it was, it was not good. Like it was good styling. Like the style was always there, but just in terms of like organization and just stuff that I do now. Um, so I'm very grateful that she like allowed me to grow with her and, yeah. and you know didn't just go ahead and get like um, a stylist that had been styling for years like she wanted a friend to do it and yeah it definitely started things for me. Like I was saying earlier I feel like the UK uh, when it comes to fashion 
it's always been kind of at the top for me when mm-hmm. you when you look at the style and and how people have kind of made made a name for themselves it's all you can always kind of like look at how they dress too that's always been a big part of a culture I feel like here mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. what do you think it is that makes people in the UK so unique when it comes to their style mm. well I think we always kind of want to like carve out like even with music like with grime music and stuff it's like a rebellion against something else it's like carving out your own space so that's definitely something that seems to be built in us um I think just the atmosphere of London as well like you want to be practical you want to get on the tube and then go to a rave after like it's, (laughs) it's just how the city works I feel like really affects your style I think yeah the rebellion thing definitely I feel like I feel like Londoners are more rebellious than Americans, for example, let's say. Not all, mm. but most. And mm. I feel like with that kind of personality, rebellious personality, you're going to like be like, you know what, I'm going to mix this, this, these shoes with, with this jacket or this jacket with this hat with more confidence. And all of a sudden, you're starting to like create these new styles. And like from that comes like a very strong style. So I think, yeah, mm. like I, I want to know what makes Londoners more rebellious. That's what. I wouldn't know, but I think, yeah, the rebellious personality, definitely a big part of it, yeah. Moving outside of London now, um, I feel like during 2020, and I'd probably say a little bit of 2019 as well, especially in music, I feel like people are listening to things more local to them, or I feel like especially in rap, there's been this transition where people are looking outside of London and you know, going more regional. So there are artists from Manchester popping up. There are artists from Birmingham, Mm. like all Mm. over the country. People are like now really paying attention and and just listening to everyone, which is really nice. I want to know what you both have been listening to. Oh, well, I definitely listen to a lot of UK music. Um, Mm. And yeah, from all over the UK. So like Millions is great. Obviously, mm-hmm. Pass Lou from Coventry. Um, and then our, like, our London people, so Unknown T, <laughs> Abs. Um, yeah. yeah, mix, but definitely, like, more people from outside London than before I used to. Yeah. Like, I didn't used to really branch that far out, but now definitely appreciating their sounds more. What about you, Jimmy? Yeah. Um, so um, I've recently got more to drill. Um, so I've been listening to like Frosty from um, I quite yes. like him and Drill. Um, and then there's this this guy this guy called uh, from Leicester. I think his name's Sante or Saint or or quite dyslexic, but it's it's it's, it's something like that. Um, but he'll know who he is if he hears this or he sees this. <laughs> but he's from Leicester, and I heard one of his tunes, and it was hard. I think what it was called Champagne it? Shots. It basically he's got a drill flow. As soon as you said but champagne like, shots, I was like, hmm. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the song's called, yeah, the song's called champagne shots. And like, literally, it's hard. It's got a dual, dual flow without him saying like horrible things, mm. but him still saying sick things. Mm. And like, the rhymes are mad and the beat is like, it's so, it's like a sample, like classic hip hop beat, but like, not not the cringy ones like that. It's like it bangs, it bangs. So yeah, and he's from <laughs> okay, Leicester, and that's the thing. I'm seeing a lot of people 
again with a rebellious thing where it's like a lot of artists more are coming out from not london for example the biggest in my opinion right now well yeah in london who's kind of like for example like not drill and stuff is slow time he's not from london he's from what milton Keynes. so i feel like there's more rebellion there's more rebellious attitude outside of london just because like, oh i'm not from london so mm. i need to like you know they've got more hunger so i feel yeah. like a lot of good stuff comes um comes out of london yeah. you know i feel like with slow tie though he was easy to digest because his accent still sounds london like when he spits 100 percent, 100 percent could be from london whereas guys like yeah. millions the accent's so thick he's definitely from birmingham yeah yeah he's definitely <laughs> from brum it maybe takes a minute to like to like it i guess because it's yeah. something new but that's mm. definitely changing yeah it's interesting yeah, to definitely. see how how artists stand out too like for example slow tie well i've i've known slow tie since we were like 16 because i used to have like a music blog <laughs> I won't even say what the name was, but I was, I used to have a music blog and I'd premiere his songs on there. Um, cause his, I guess now manager Lewis, um, was making videos at the time and he was like, Oh, my friends just started rapping. This is, this is him. And his name wasn't even slow tie at the time. And to watch his evolution of literally being himself, but like in such a, I, li- I don't, I think me saying I don't care is probably the nicest way of saying it. Slow tie would not say it like that, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, um, has been incredible. And I think people are so drawn to him from, I think all the elements of like what we've been talking about when it comes to the UK and what makes us cool and the rebellion of, of what we do. And even when it comes to you, Jimothy, and like your whole take of how you make music and how it's very DIY and you know, you're, you're recording in your friends. It's not that serious, but I think that's what people like get drawn to. It's the fact that you can yeah, do definitely. something and it's not. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's really interesting. But um, anyway, I feel like we've been, we've been chatting for, been chatting your ears off forever. So. <laughs> it's been a good chat. <laughs> <laughs> um, last question I'm going to ask you both is what has been your biggest lesson from 2020? um that nothing is permanent good one mm. my one the fit the one that hit me the hardest is when someone said like if you focus on the future too much you'll get anxiety if you focus on the past too much you'll get depression so try and focus on the on the present moment of course sometimes you need to think of the of the past in order to have a good future and same with the future but there is a time and a place and it's really improved me so much it's improved mm. my mental state just being like you know what right now i do not need to think about what am i going to mm. do in a few days or tomorrow or what am i going to like or i don't need to dwell on what's happened in the past right now i just need to think of the present moment and then i fully just feel so happy and positive so that's the biggest thing i've learned this and that was from tiktok because wow. i went on tiktok so <laughs> being bored yeah that was such a plot <laughs> twist yeah because basically what the thing is this is why tiktok is so sick because everyone is ba- is a ba- is basically on it all these kids are on it and like there's more creativity on it and there's more people expressing themselves on it because people aren't afraid there so you have all these kids saying like yo i just i just discovered this i've got this opinion this opinion and mm. obviously i'm on tiktok i'm bored it's corona season i'm on bare videos and I'm actually learning so much from so many people just 
talking, expressing themselves, which you don't get on Instagram as much anymore because everyone's just trying to flex on Instagram now. And on mm. YouTube, everyone's just trying to make it. While on TikTok, people are either trying to be funny or send a mm. message. And it's been mad. Yeah, it's been sick. God, I'm using TikTok wrong, boy. All I've been doing on TikTok is learning the savage dance. <laughs> it is hard to find good, good, good stuff on there. But no, nah, like, like, it's, it's, it's there. I try to I like stay away that. from it, though. Yeah. I'll be on it for too long, too long. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's the perfect way to wrap up 2020. TikTok, music, staying in the present. Um, present, definitely. Thank you so much to Leah Abbott and Jimothy Lacoste for joining me on this episode. Yeah, amazing to talk podcast. to you guys. Amazing to meet yes. you. Yes. Yeah, lovely. <laughs>